Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello. Welcome to Nobody Panic. Hey, Tessa. Hey, Stevie. Hey, people. Are you ready, Stevie? You ready to come in? Stevie Martin? Uh, Is there a Stevie Martin here? Is she no, ready to come in? No. Oh, even my little role play there sent a chill through me. And through me. Of waiting, waiting. Just waiting. Waiting in that to go waiting in. room for your smear test. Here we go. If you're listening, being like, I don't need smear tests because I don't have a cervix, fine. But you might learn something. Yeah. It's interesting. Stay with us. That's really uh, as I say. Is everyone can learn. Also, you know, it helps you to relate to the people in your life who do have to have one because when they're like, I'm not going to bother, you can be like, do? It's fine. Yeah. Or they might say, oh, I've got to go for one. I'm absolutely terrified. And you can say, hey, I actually just listened to this podcast. And they'll be like, oh, my God, you ally. And then they'll snog you. If that's what you want. All about getting laid. Being an ally is all about getting laid. Get them snogs in. (laughs) Snogs. People don't say the word snog enough. Um, No. What is the common youth term? Is an anagram of lay. (laughs) (laughs) You can say of snog. Of snog. Lail. Lail. Well, what do the youth say when they want to get off with someone? I've heard they say, no, if it's happening already, Mm -hmm. they say, I'm speaking to. And I find that abhorrent. That could make a lot of problems right in the workplace but then I was thinking about when we went to see that Terence Rattigan play remember our friend was in a play and it was great it was great (laughs) yeah no further comment (laughs) no it was great she was fantastic but it was not we would not have gone of our own volition it's an old fashioned yeah Terence Rattigan is like a middle and I'm saying this like oh you know Terence Rattigan I Stevie had to whisper all this to me as I arrived late and it was a farce a mistaken identity farce I couldn't grasp who anyone was, what mm. anyone was doing. The audience was sort of mid uh, the home counties vibes mm. and people would say like, that boy went to Eton. And then they'd be like, it was Harrow. And then everybody cheered. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely that happened. That happened. That yeah, happened. happened yeah. Anyway, in that thing, they were saying, oh, well, I I made love to her at 11. And then like, I made love to her at 11.15. And it's like, I made love to her at 11.30. All these three men arguing. And I was like, what the hell has this woman been up to? But it turns out that meant flirting. Yes. Can you believe it? And now... Um, Speaking to actually, means fucking. 
It's actually fucking. Fuck I meant just like snogging. No, my cousin, my 18 year old cousin, the one of the old uh, got things back on track with a bird. Oh, uh, yeah. Famously, uh, he uh, called for my advice and because he was like, I've been speaking to these two girls. And I was like, great, fantastic. And then eventually we established he meant he's having sex with two different ladies. So I suppose if speaking to is fucking, then looking at is getting off with. Please do write in if you Please would consider do. yourself a youth and you know what they mean. Chirpsing. Pulling is what you said in our day. Oh, pulling, yeah. I said, we said in the North, getting off with. Getting was... off with. Pulling didn't really make any sense. Because a lot of the words get missed up between like, are you flirting or are you physically smackaroons? You know, smackarooning <laughs> and them lips. might be what they're saying. And that's... Anyway. It's, um, it's speaking to if it's fucking and it's smackarooning. Yeah, so the point of all this is to say that should you get, come with this information to the people you wish to smackaroon in your life, whether or not they have a cervix, they will be, they'll smackaroon you. They'll smackaroon you. Because Speak it's just nice to, to be informed about how the human body works and also like how the, the health service works and how things work and everything's interesting. Yeah, guys, everything's interesting, so keep listening. Loads of people just switching off. Um, (laughs) Swades of people have have gone. Um, Now, what's weird, though, is that normally before we do the episode, we like to talk about the most adult thing that we've done this week to make ourselves feel better about our lives. However, mine is very on-brand clinical and also hideous. Oh, please share it (laughs) with me. And in the past, whenever I've like thrown out my absolutely hideous business... There's been a lot of, um, you know, like that's disgusting. But then we've had, I've had lots of messages from people saying, like, I've had that. And that was nice to hear someone talk about it. This is not one of those things. Okay. Tessa, have you ever, I'll just have you ever um, had to do your own stool sample? Oh, you're <laughs> looking at a lady well versed with a stool sample. Yeah. So I haven't. And um, I had to do three separate ones last night. And the doctor was like, how have you been diagnosed with IBS if you've never had to do a stool sample? I was like, I don't know. And he was like, you've got three coming. And he gave me these pots in various descending smallness. One of them, I'm not joking, the, let's say the neck of the opening of the tube. You could get a cotton bud in it and that was it. So it was like, okay, okay here we're going. And before I just launch into my adult thing, which is essentially I did it, I'm, it's, 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 hard, it's bad, isn't it? It's You're, very bad. Some of the instructions of how to <laughs> how to catch your own stool. Mm-hmm. So I at first was like, oh, I'm just going to shit in the tube. But mm-hmm. how do I shit in that tube? Because the neck's too small. You do not shit in the tube, guys. That's not what you do. I tried to shit in the yes, tube. Yes, so did I, Tessa. So I tried to do it. It was like, this is genuinely, I think, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Apart from that time I blocked the toilet that I told you about. But actually, this is worse. The options they gave were cling film your... T- they said, don't... Don't try and shit into the tube, yeah. A. We only need a small amount. What's the small amount? We'll never We're, know. What's the small amount? We'll never know. They should have a clear line on the glass to be like, this much shit, This please. much shit, please. Thank you. Um, or as I like to say, stool brackets poo. <laughs> Every single time they said stool, they went brackets poo afterwards. Like I'd forget and be like, but does this mean a chair? Does this one mean it mean a chair? The options were cling film your own toilet, but make sure there's a bit of a dip in it. Mm-hmm. It's like I, that's good. That's sliding off. Then the next thing was use a great <laughs> a grape carton. Why so specific? Yeah, brackets empty. Yeah, bra- <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. And so shit in my grapes. Okay, fine. Do I take the cling film off the top of the grapes before I do that? Then the other one was um. Get- <laughs> Put a glove on, shit in your hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, part of me wants to do that one because that sounds fascinating. But again, I don't think I can. I chose a carton of an old El Paso soft shell t- tacos. 
<laughs> but it's sort of like taco horns and their little pouches. Anyway, it's essentially a, a grape con. I screamed the entire time. We are so like, it's just poo, guys. You've got to talk about your poo. Like it's, a, you know, like, come on. The moment you've got to shit into a soft shell taco packet. Did you... Where did you put the soft shell? Under my asshole. Right, Tessa. okay, but you didn't like put it on the floor. No, okay, in the toilet. Okay, yeah, okay. Like I held it yeah. like a like a like a dog, but a dog wouldn't even do that. Dog no, it's 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 a very alien thing to do. Yeah. Then um it says, and then hand it in your local GPs. They don't give you an envelope. It's like Mm-mm. I'm mm-hmm. not handing in a, a see-through jar see-through, yeah. of my own poo mm-hmm. at the reception. So I put it in a little envelope. <laughs> Stevie wrote, I was like, I don't have to write on it because what if so I wrote Stevie Martin's, I don't know, stool brackets poo? <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> and handed them both in. It's very confusing. Okay. And, and you know, there, I would say there is no right and wrong way. No, and I, I tried my best. And if you're doing it, that's what you could expect. And um, you're trying your best too. Tessa, what's yours? Oh, I'm obviously not going to do any. Oh. <laughs> I'm just leaving you there. Just do like a little one, one sentence. Simple. Uh, got my car insurance sorted. That's great. Thanks. We don't need to know any more about that. No, that's Boring. it. Boring. That's, that's, that's it. Boring. Also, not true. Haven't done it. Okay. <laughs> Must do. Please remind me. <laughs> okay. Hang on, listening. She says laughing hysterically. So this one today is an email request. And also, we love your emails. Please do write to us. She says, weird request, exclamation mark, which you can tell, you know, it's not going to be a weird request. It's not going to be a weird request, my friend. But can you do one on how to have a smear test? Question mark, exclamation mark, By exclamation mark. Nobody panic or listen to the audiobook. We've got a great chapter there on it. There is a great chapter on there. But you're absolutely right. We haven't done, we haven't done it. The, we haven't done a podcast on it. She says, I'm 35, so I've obviously been having them for a while. But it's things like, do you have a wax? Two question marks. How can you relax and not be all tense? Loads of stuff I can't think of right now. But basically, I hate having them. Brackets. I know I'd obviously hate having cancer more. Exclamation marks. Certainly. Always. And so I just, I really resonated with the email because you're like, yep. Those shoulders are high. The anxiety is up there. It's a very scary and 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 full of questions. You know. Well, often it's scary as well because you're like, well, what if they find something, and then you have to do the colposcopy thing, and if you haven't had that, you could think it's really bad, but it's actually it's the same as having a smear. Well, so, I think for people who are like, sorry, sorry, that's too many questions. No, of what, course. I mean, you're saying too many words there, Stevie. Absolutely. Let's, let's start with the her thing. Like, I'd hate cervical cancer more. Yes. I think let's start there with the like, you go in and it is very easy. Instead, in this country, everybody is called up for a smear test. Everyone with a cervix is called up for a smear test at the age of 25. Yes, onwards. Onwards. So from at the age of 25, you'll get a letter being like, congratulations, you made it to 25. Get your legs in these stirrups. Get those legs in these stirrups. Coming you're coming there. in for your first smear test. And of course, you're like, holy God, what if, what if, what if, what The thing if. is as well, it's very important to say is that everybody's makeup is different. So some people are more sensitive, some people uh, will have different experiences, but like on the whole, people will only go on a message board and write if, if they've had a terrible experience, like an abnormally strange experience. Absolutely. And then when you Google it, that's basically all you see. And then you're like, well, this is going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. So nobody takes the time after a smear test to be like, I'm just going to update the people that I found that fantastic. Yeah, it you know? was fine and there was nothing to so say. So if you, go- if you start Googling, and please do not start Googling, there will just be horror story after horror story, yeah. terrible things that were found, bad experiences, all of this stuff, But because that is the only people who go on there to write. There is also 90% of people, it was unpleasant and uncomfortable, and then they went about their day and there was no side effects and no, they didn't find anything like... You and, I, and I think I'm right saying the unpleasant, uncomfortable thing, because that was the thing that really got me. There was people were like, it's uncomfortable, it's not nice, but... And it was like, yes, but... 
be specific. Like, what do you mean unpleasant and uncomfortable? And it was like, actually, the reality is everything around it is unpleasant and uncomfortable. And the actual moment of getting your smear is actually okay, but it's just everything around it is so scary because you're like, you're up my faff, man, or woman, (laughs) or whoever's up the faff, they're there. You don't want to spend any amount of time with someone poking around your vag medically. No. So that's the unpleasant, uncomfortable thing, I think. And also it's the fear of like, what if, what if they go, oh, okay, there's something in there, we're going to have to ramp it up a level. You know, what does that even mean? So there's so much unknown So let's put people's people's fears at rest. Yes, I will. So (laughs) I will. So here's some facts that I wish I had known before I got my, um, uh, because I got, I've had two smear tests that have had abnormal smear results and I've had to have then a couple of colposcopies and I've had a number of biopsies and then and, and then it's been sort of like okay from there so I've not ever had cervical cancer because uh, so around five percent of smear tests you'll get an abnormal result which is around 1.6 million people so that's quite a lot of people but there are only 3,200 new cases of cervical cancer every year so those odds are, are very good the thing is is that you just presume if it's ab- abnormal Oh my God, I've got cancer. Yeah. You don't. There are loads of different um, reasons why you would get an abnormal smear. One of them, for example, I think the most common reason for an abnormal smear is if you have HPV, which is human papillomavirus, which you're like, oh my God, I've got HPV. Hello. I've got HPV. Tessa's got HPV. Um, Me and Tessa are regularly boning. That's why. Um, (laughs) We're passing it to each other back and forth. Back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) The HPV relay. Um, Does HPV go away? No. Then I still got it. <laughs> so um, it's one completely of those benign. Lives with me like a uh, an unassuming housemate. Happy to have him. And if you'd like to know any of the, some of the symptoms I've had with it, patreon.com for Saturday <laughs> Panic. One of those harrowing stories I've ever told. Um, I won't go into that now. So but, HPV just to explain for people, be like, well, what do you mean you got harrowing symptoms? It just sits there completely benignly, much like um, varicella vostok complex which is what uh cold sores are so you if you're prone to cold sores the virus lives inside you completely benignly and then sometimes in stress and cold weather and whatever it might flare up again Mm. so that's what it is it's just sat there minding its own business and then sometimes it might decide to become something else with some people it can be like you know they're like you, you, you can look it up but none of the side effects or symptoms are anything other than just like a bit annoying. Like they're not. You don't actually become ill from a, a no. HPV. Most of the things it does, if it wants to do it. So for me, like in touch with, but like it currently is just sat there not doing anything. Yeah. If it does want to do something, the chances are it will be something extremely benign. Extremely yeah, like small. genital warts, for example, which for is like example. not nice, but it's like it's certainly just which not going to v- kill you. Really, really fixable stuff. So yes. don't freak out. And eighty percent of sexually active adults at the time of recording this have it. That number is going up. All the time, because basically, because it's so benign and there's not really like it just sort of sits there. So it is unfortunate that HPV sounds extremely similar to HIV, oh my and God. obviously being told that you have HIV, uh, you know. So I, it's just totally understandable why people freak out, and it is a very very scary experience. But keep your rational wits about you. Absolutely, and then in very rare signs, people with HPV, like myself, will show signs of cells that can develop into cancer. So that's what I had. I had cells that if left, might have developed into cancer, not will have done, not was definitely not could, like it, very, very rare. Um, and that's one of the abnormal results that you can get, which you go like, oh my God, does that mean I have cancer in a bit? 
oh my god but it doesn't it absolutely doesn't and we'll talk about what happens when you have an abnormal test in a bit because it's actually if anything more simple than having a smear test i want to do a little bit of um and now the science gabrielle from desperate housewives and she'd be like, here comes the science. Not from L'Oreal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Gabrielle Solis. Um, forgotten. Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria. I think, stop me if I'm wrong, listeners. I think she used to say, and here comes the science. Like this. Another sciencey bit. Another sciencey bit. Anyway, it's not really some science, but just a really interesting thing that I didn't learn to my third year of university. And I was like, why doesn't everyone know this? It's about how cancerous cells mutate. It's like in your body... Your, like you know that thing about being like every seven years you're a totally different person like all your skin cells have regenerated what? okay okay so <laughs> so you gotta throw in every seven years you're just a completely different person okay, and just expect me to just <laughs> sit here like so, so sorry your cells your cells regenerate at a rate that about every seven years um, and so they're complete you're completely new cellular person okay you're obviously the same person, of course. But so your cells are in this constant regeneration. And so they're constantly mutating, basically. And the word mutation sounds terrifying, but it's just what it's doing. You know, it's just a constant turnover mm. of staff. And in uh, your genitals, in your organs, uh, in the air, there's more, there's a higher rate of turnover. Like it's rare to hear of like elbow cancer because like there's not a lot of regeneration going on in the elbows you know but you're like liver bit the bits uh, pancreatic you know the bits most, cancer the bits the bits cancer cervical breast like all this stuff it's like constant movement and then if you add in like uh, smoking that causes faster mutation oh, no. so it's like you're spinning the roulette wheel multiple times and then if you're in one of the key areas you're spinning even faster and then if you add in smoking you spin even faster so you're just like increasing your chances that one of those things spins onto a mutation that's not a good one I see. Right. Lots of mutations, hoping it's not a bad one. Yeah. We're just upping the the amount we're spinning the wheel slightly by yeah. having HPV in there. You know? Understood. Yeah. No, but not cataclysmically, it. not awfully, just like everyone's like, oh, be aware. <laughs> this one's spinning at a slightly faster rate. Always be aware when, when you're spinning at a faster rate. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, in terms of smear tests, 
let's go through our experiences of like what it's like essentially please, please. I feel like both of us have stuff to offer here so we should Absolutely. alternate with the things rather than in the chapter in the book it's made, it's mine but Please. Yeah, I've, I've also had the, the whole works, the corposcopy, the biopsy, the full gamut. I've seen it on the screen. I've had everything picked out. Go- go- oh, good lord. <laughs> removed okay. bits out. Okay, so you get called up, you go in for your thing. It'll be at either at the doctor's or it'll be in a special sexual health clinic. There's something... In a hospital. For the, I, hospital. I've, I've the hospital. They're in all different sorts of places. There is something like deeply... Everyone's just like so witty, polite and quiet in these places. And everyone is themselves like, not me. I've done nothing wrong. And everyone else is like, you fucking pervert. Everyone else here is a pervert. Like, <laughs> yeah, what are you going for? Something fucking weird. <laughs> in sexual health clinics. Yeah, yeah. When it's you're in so the, the company, like, who's here for something perverted? Yeah. That's all you want to know. Who's what got you something done? stuck up their ass? Yeah, yeah, who's got something up in their ass? I know it's you. <laughs> so it has this like weird, very silent thing. And then you get yourself in, you're sitting waiting and you just get yourself like more and more worked up. Then you go in and in my experience is just like an extremely lovely person mm-hmm. who has done uh, already like 20 of these today mm. and 1000 million in their career. And you can ask you can ask for a specific gender if you yep. want a specific gender obviously it depends on the amount of staff that they've got. Yeah, but they absolutely can do it. I in my, in my experience they tend to always be three lovely West Indian women. Right? The yeah. amount of times they've been extremely lovely ladies from the West Indies, yeah. you know? Like and I don't know if that is just the catchment area of London that we're in specifically, but we're like god bless them and they're just so, and they're so jolly, jolly. Yeah. So jolly. <laughs> and they've often got things tacked up on the ceiling. There's one that has like a picture of fish tacked up like a, an aquarium and at one point when I was having my biopsy I was really frightened and for the smear test they're like you can count the fish and I, in my head I was like I don't need to count the fish because I'm fine and then when it was the biopsy I was like one two three but I kept screaming it out loud didn't need to because it was absolutely fine but the fear the fear is so so huge. massive yeah. I, I'd been for several and then my most recent one when I went in also I was particularly nervous because they were like I'd moved a dress a lot of time they were like got in contact they were like where have you been we've been trying to contact you for ages you've got this abnormality and I was like oh fuck oh, no. but it turned out to be absolutely fine anyway when I went in it was a gentleman and then I just burst into tears and I was like I'm so sorry you seem so nice but it's just a shock I didn't know you'd be a man and he was like that is no problem I can get a lady and I was like no I'm very brave <laughs> Oh, see, at that point, you could totally... Because you don't want to make them feel bad, but there's something to know. Like, my friend's a doctor, and he's like, he's a man, and he also is odd guy. And he was like, the amount of times people ask is constant. And he's like, and it's it's not a personal affront. No. Like, they feel that as well. They're like, I hope this woman is okay with me doing this, because yeah. they're a professional. They're not, like, <laughs> being creepy. They're not, like, hurt that you want a woman. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so fine. And also, like, just coming straight out with your, like, I'm extremely nervous, because I should think most people do say that, or oh, yeah. are nervous. There's no point pretending you're not, and they'll be like, hey, chill out. And then they can say, do you want a chaperone? And that will be another, even more jolly, kind lady. Yes. My lady was called Betty. And her job is just to hold people's hands in the chair. I didn't even get asked for chaperone. There was just two chaperones there, yeah, one they, either they hand. they saw you coming. <laughs> and they were like, get, get, get the double chaperone, chaperone, please. There was like three, when I walked in, there were just three women like, hey! And like every single time I've gone in, there's just like a group of excellent women. One of them's job is to talk to you and say things like, so what do you do for a living? And then just ask you loads of questions. And then the other one is just holding your hand. Holding your hand. And then the other one's right between your legs. Right? It's just, <laughs> and that is, sometimes I think about going to do it as a job. Like, I just oh, think, you'd be great. I just love it. And I would love to hold people's hands and chat and say, you're doing, you're being so brave. 
behave. No yeah. medical experience needed. You just hold the hand. I'm really good at that. Yeah. And then if they were being too much, I'd say, come on. <laughs> and that's the bit where you, the turn happens and you don't need that when you've and got they, your voucher. And then they'd be like, no, you're right. Thank you. I did need, you know. Oh, in your fantasy. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I'd start crying, but that's good. You're already crying. And I say, you're going to be so brave and this is nearly done. Come on. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so then everyone starts using words like hop and pop and scoot and pop. Pop behind that curtain. Pop behind that and then hop up onto the thing. Yeah. And, then, and it says a lot of this about high end language. And we all start to get a bit more nervous because the higher pitched words have come out. And also, you've got your bottom out. And crucially, your butt out. Now, important number one, and also, if you listen to this in real time, you fucked it, but what are you wearing? Uh, maybe a dress, mm. maybe a long, long t shirt, something that you, when those trousers come down, you don't want to be like, Oh, wow. Yes, I was wearing a cropped jumper and mom jeans. And so when I t- took the jeans off, I the jumper <laughs> sat sort of around my belly button. It was like, I look, I, and it was like, it's a red jumper. I look oh, like Winnie no, the Pooh. No, It really was Winnie the Pooh time. Just porky pigging out there. Yeah. You've got, it's so bad. <sighs> it's very upsetting, So yes. the more layers you can get on, the better. Yeah. And then up your hop. And then you... Can oh, I, please. Before the oh, hopping. What? So before we hop up. So I want to address the should I whack situation. Of course. So every single time I've had one of these, because suddenly I would realise at the last minute, like, and I haven't sorted out my pubic hair, I'd say, like, a, sorry, I've been travelling for six weeks. <laughs> every time. Why? So, that, so they would be like, well, of course she could never wax when she was travelling. But then the problem is then they ask, yeah, I know. And it's like, just Yeah, what are you talking about? Because I was frightened that they would think I was a stupid woman for not having my wax every three weeks, like I thought every single person was doing at that time. I've been travelling. Rather than being like, I'm sorry, I haven't waxed. And then they go like, well, that's fine. I wanted to give a reason why I had I don't do this anymore. I'm saying when I was very young because I was so nervous. You know, they're doing all this amazing stuff for me and I couldn't even be bothered making myself look presentable, basically. Turns out, obviously, I didn't need to do that. And pretty much every single person would be like, oh, it's fine. And I actually, one time, I was like, it's fine, you should see mine. (laughs) So I love. (laughs) But I still do apologise. Of course, you don't have to do that. You don't no. ever have to apologise. But if it makes you feel better, then there's no problem. So don't get into a tears being like, oh, I shouldn't apologise. I've Tense. let feminism down by yeah. apologising. Like, if you want to wax, obviously do it. Yeah. If you want to apologise, do it. You should not feel that you have to in any way. No. I cannot stress how many front bottoms they have seen today Some and in their gnarly life. front bottoms gnarly as well. Gnarly shit. Yeah, real bad ones. They've seen, no, there are no bad front bottoms. They've seen... No, but if there were, they've seen but them. If there were, they've seen them. They've seen all kinds of stuff. So, like, don't stress. It does not get in the way of the equipment. It's not going away of what they need to see. Yeah. It's not any kind of problem. Like, you do not need to worry about it. And I share with you one of my favourite stories. This is from Sheila Broomhead, my grandma, who, some of you who came to the Manchester show will know. There's grandma. Somebody elderly was staying with their daughter and uh, so was not in their own home and needed to go to a gynaecological appointment. And she came out of the appointment and got back in the car with her daughter and wasn't really saying anything. And the daughter was like, you're right, mum. And then she was like, he said, "Um, oh, Lovely to see you've made an effort, Mrs. Cheatham. Oh. And she was driving along. She was like, what, did you, what do you mean? And he said, I don't know. I don't know what he meant. I got in the stirrups. He looked there and he said, and this woman, you know, elderly woman. Yeah. Lovely to see you've made an effort. <laughs> oh, God, you should never comment. Right? On- I don't know. And so they got home and they were like, what on earth happened? And she was like, well, I did spray. I didn't, I want, didn't want it to be any smell. So I did a little spray of deodorant that I found in the bathroom. 
She was like, what deodorant? And so they go in the bag and she says, show me, mum, show me which one. So they go there and she's like, this can. It was the teenage daughter's body glitter. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, she was. had spray. <laughs> she sprayed a can. Glitter. time where you should Wait, make so a comment. you're like don't comment you have to comment yeah, have to make so this is when I say like do not stress about what yours looks like don't think about whether you need to do anything like you can't imagine the stuff they've seen yeah. and you don't need to worry about it okay you're up you're in the stirrups the yeah. stirrups for me is the worst part because yes. I just want to keep closing them up my legs up again Always. and you're like I hate it I hate it I hate it your body will be like run obviously run because your body rightly is like this seems like a terrible situation to be in yes you just have to be like thank you body for your information I will be breathing through this now and just give yourself 30 seconds to be like okay come on come on come on come on come on yes we're okay we're okay we're okay and they will keep telling you to relax and you'll be like this is the least relaxing situation I've ever been in in my life they'll keep telling you to scoot your bottom down closer to their head and you don't want to go close to their no, head because no, you're like you. it's my vagina, it's my vagina. And I'm Why sorry would I go close to your head? and they they did it every time with with me until it feels like absurd and I'm so close to their head that they do need to see and they're asking you for a reason but the relaxation thing is the hardest that's the key isn't it because the worst part of it is it's like you know the more tense you are the worse this is going to be and so yeah. it's a horrible fight of being like please body please 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 relax so then they put in this thing called the speculum and the speculum is, um, I had a lady once who was like, I think it will help you calm down if I show you what I'm going to use. I said, I don't think that's true. No. And then she got up the speculum. It's got a little sort of, it's like a windsock thing. So it does open and close. And she went, hello, I'm the speculum. Yeah, that's not helpful, is it? Either. I was like, please, no, put, that please down. put that down. I don't want to see it. I'm just going to shut my eyes. You that's just opening in me, is it? Right. So it's like a, a it's plastic dildo, penis. It? It's a penis. Yeah. And then it pops. And then it sort of, it windsocks And open. it opens, but it, when it opens, it's not painful. You just feel like. It's not um, painful, no. You, you just feel like you, you, you've. You've got a massive fudge. That's just what's happened there. Yeah. And always remember, and I think it's so important to remember, A, you can ask for varying sizes. Yep. Your vagina um, is created to expand. So if the speculum hurts, it's your, your brain is just kind of freaking out. Your body will not freak out if you just let it accept yeah. the fact that... Think about a baby's head. The spectrum is nowhere near. So you are well within the comfort zone. Of that area of body, 100%. It's just not a nice... You obviously, it's like a giant tampon. Imagine maybe three tampons shoved up there. Fine. They lube it up. That's not a nice thing either. It's very cold. It's, there is. I've definitely had them be like, okay, we can't even get it in. You need to yeah, breathing breathe, out. Yeah. Betty, hold Betty's hand. So, yeah. But once you've got through and it is in, then you're sailing. Yeah, because you're frightened that when it goes in, it's going to go really far in and hurt or it's going to open and hurt. And actually, it doesn't hurt. It, all, all it does is it feels like you would just prefer them to take it out. It, yeah, it's a very, very weird feeling and it isn't, it's hard to explain. Yeah. And then when people say like, what do you mean uncomfortable? Like, and then you'll get there and you'll be like, oh yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. well it's just like a nurse has just put a dildo up you. <laughs> That's, and you're like, well, I, okay. Anyway, so do your very, very best to breathe through it. Nothing's going to happen to me. I just need to mentally detach from here, count the fish on the ceiling, yeah. chat to these ladies if I can. And also like ask questions like if you need to. A friend of mine, the lady got up there, got the speculum and then she went, oh gosh, do you know? And she And my friend went, yes. <laughs> she was so like panicked yeah. that it was something embarrassing she was like yeah yeah I know and then for honestly years she's been like what was she trying to say, what was trying to say? so like just be honest you're like I'm sorry I'm so nervous please yes I want to ask the questions yes. okay yeah. so then I think what they put in is a sort of a toothbrush or yeah. a, a like a tiny little like a wire, tiny toilet brush a tiny it? toilet brush and they do it they but they're doing it while they're chatting to you and then they say that's done and you're like 
Oh, right. Yeah, so this is the thing, because they say, you know, we're going to scrape. And they don't scrape. They sort of just brush it and you can't really feel anything. Yeah, so that what's nice to know is that the actual end thing that you're frightened of, that all this palaver is for, is actually the least invasive part Part. of it. No, 100%. The moment you go... Oh, can I? It's done. And then you feel like, oh, the relief is The relief. And then you get to go to the pub or have a treat or whatever it is you're going to do. And you must get a treat. What is the point of having a snow test? You can't have a treat afterwards. Like it is, as with so many things in life, the anxiety is 8,000 times worse than the event. And of course it should be. You're so vulnerable and everything. Anyway, so option one, after this tiny little scrape, they say, fantastic, beautiful cervix. Well done you. You've smashed it. See you in three years. You have to go back in three years. Do not mess about. Yeah. Uh, option two, they say, okay, okay. Nice little high-pitched voice again. Okay. This is the bit where And you get a letter a couple of weeks later that says, abnormal smell smells. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with um, actual Your service is fine, but you do smell dreadful. <laughs> then you have to go back in for the colposcopy. Yes, yes. And the colposcopy, the frightening thing about that is that that is the unknown, isn't it? And also it involves a camera. Yeah. So you're like, oh my God. The thing is, I didn't know and I wish I'd known. You know what the speculum feels like. You've just had... had you done you, it. You, you know you, you that. Nothing happens outside of the, the, the speculum going in. The speculum yep. goes in, the camera remains in the speculum. It has a little look. doesn't go through your cervix. doesn't touch your cervix. It's just having the speculum in for a little bit longer. And by a little bit longer, I mean maybe like a minute or two. Like, And they put dye onto your cervix and take pictures of it to see where the abnormal cells are. You can't feel the dye. No, you can't feel anything. At all. They will ask, there's a TV camera thing and a screen. They ask if you would like to see it. And uh, I say no. But now but I say yes because it's interesting. It is. And genuinely, and I hope I can fill you with some a level of excitement should you be upgraded to abnormal cells. It is fascinating. It, it will really truly is. give you like a new... You've never seen inside your body before. Yeah. You've certainly never seen inside your front bottom. And like nobody could see what you could see there um, lit up and everything no. it's so amazing to look at and you sort of come away being like how dare I ever think my body isn't amazing like yeah. look at it go yeah and, and also what's nice is nothing painful is happening when you're looking at this this TV screen so it's literally you're just looking at your cervix and also they've dyed it black so it looks like your evil cervix Darth cervix and then option A is they go okay we're going to go away and we'll look at it and we'll see what happens you're, or you're fine or it's low grade or whatever Option B is you have a biopsy. And this is the thing where I like completely had a meltdown because it's a needle in your cervix and they remove some cells. And that is not nice. But then you've had it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, tell me if this is the same thing as you experienced. She said, breathe out. I breathed out and she went, done. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Right. So I was, and I felt absolutely euphoric after that. I was like, I've just had a needle in my cervix and the cells taken out and I was a big girl and didn't even feel it. And yes, I, the, the needles now are so sm- sharp and small and thin that you genuinely don't feel you it. You don't feel anything. And this is the point. They are so unbelievably quick at it. And if it is a pain, it's like, it will be a, like a very short, sharp pain that it, done. Yeah. We're out of here. Yeah. You know? And also I should also say that like, I honestly didn't even feel anything it's just the thought of it is so much worse and that's why they do it so quick but if that's the worst thing that you can expect through this process there's no reason to not go it's also i think kind of good there will be stuff in your life where you'll have to go and have like you know maybe worse things and this is a good practice a low level practice to be like okay so this is the most invasive sort of you know little check that i can do now 
how how can I learn to be calm with it? Yeah, it it's bad, but it's nowhere near as bad as anything terrible you know not catching anything yes know? absolutely and having something nice to do afterwards even if that's compulsory grabbing a nice coffee by the time when you run back to work like it's have somebody nice. come and meet you afterwards you know just like yeah. plan your day around the aftermath you don't come out and be like oh you're like oh it was big brave girl i was big brave girl i want a sticker now please yeah yeah get somebody to get you a sticker afterwards absolutely um yeah and hopefully that allayed some of your fears or illuminated what happens during a spear test for people that don't have cervixes you know bit of fun Bit of fun. Uh, and yeah, now you're, everybody feels a little bit more informed, a little bit more confident, a little bit more calm. And uh, and good luck out there. Good luck out there to you and your cervix. Message us at Nobody Panic Pod on Twitter if you've got any episode suggestions that you'd like us to do. And what's the email address, Tessa? Quick, quick. Nobody Panic Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, yes, there she is. We will see you next time. See you soon. Bye bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, I, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's perfect brands.